you know, even before I was asked to speak today, I actually received the title of the message, but I didn't receive the content. <laughs> and so <laughs> last night, like I was so confident this week, I was very confident that, oh, it's gonna be like, I have so much to say, but I'm telling you, even last night, I was sitting just with the word open and I said, God, speak to me, give me something. And I'm sitting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting, but I wasn't waiting in one place. I was doing multiple things, you know? I would sit for five minutes and then I'll get up and go. I was so distracted because I'm not getting it like I expected it to come to me. I thought, you know, it'll just come one by one, point by point, but nothing was coming to me. And I felt the Lord saying last night before I went to bed, I was like, I am so desperate. I even, I'm, I messaged Sam and I told him, be prepared, <laughs> you know? In the last minute, I might change my mind, so just be prepared with a message. And I felt the Lord saying, I want to speak to you, but you're not listening. You are so busy trying to figure it out on your own. I'm trying to speak to you. So sit down, listen. And I got the word. And so today, let's just sit in, you know, the, the, the Bible says in Psalm 46, 10, be still and know. Don't be busy. Be still and know that he is God. So are you excited for the word? Yes. Yes, I'm excited to share um, what, what God has been speaking to me. So I, I want to share a little story about how this message came to me. So I was with a friend last week or two weeks back and we were just, you know, talking about our husbands, bragging about how much, how, how great they are. And uh, we would, we, we had this one, one thing to say that both our husbands, she's not here, she's not from this church, but <laughs> both of our husbands, we love the fact that they are not um, just people who preach the word, but they live it, they practice it, they walk the talk. And that cannot happen unless you are fully convinced of what you receive. So revelation is good, but con conviction is important. So that's what I want to speak about. And I remember when we were talking and we were just, you know, talking about how like our husbands fully walk in what they preach. I was like, I love the fact that, you know, Pastor Sam, he walks in conviction. He doesn't just walk in revelation. He walks in full conviction. So today we're going to we're going to talk about living with that conviction, living in, in fully convinced in what the Lord says. Um, I might change the title later, but I want to title this message as Live As If. So live as if it's already happened. Okay, so the focus of um, today's word is from Romans 4. Romans 4, chapter 7, uh, sorry, Romans 4, verses 17 to 21. This is one of my favorite passages, not, not one of it is my favorite passage. Even on my birthday, there were multiple people who wrote these verses for me and gave it to me. And I was like, wow, this, is, this has to be God. Um, it's something that I really live by and stand by. Okay, Romans 4, 17 to 21. It says, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. In hope, he, he refers to Abraham, in hope he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. As he had been told, so shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead 
since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief, I love this, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith and he gave glory to God, fully convinced. Can we say fully convinced? I want you to say it with full conviction. Fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Isn't it so beautiful? I just love this passage, you know. Um, if, if there's anyone here who does not know the story, there is this couple, Abraham and Sarah. They're really old. They're an old couple, okay? And they didn't have children. Um, Sarah's womb was barren. They were a couple that did not have children for many years. And at the age of 75, God appears to Abraham. Can you imagine? There's no 75-year-old here, I think. Maybe we have someone online. But 70, at the age of 75, he gets a promise, not that you will become a father, but you will become the father of many nations. Not a nation, but many nations. That's a promise Abraham receives at the age of 75. And at what age did he actually receive the promise? 100. So as of 75 years is not enough. God made him wait another 25 years till he actually saw the promise, right? And so this chapter talks about Abraham's faith. It was not, his faith was not in what he could do for God. His faith was that God is faithful in what he promises. God is faithful to his word. So that, that is, um, you know, that's, that's the difference between living from revelation and living with conviction. It's very easy for us, you know, to come here on Sundays or like go to small group on Tuesdays. It's very easy for us to just oh, receive the word, what a word. I especially loved last week's message. I, I knew I received it so quickly, so easily. You know, it was not a hard message for me to receive. But Monday to Saturday, that's where you have to live with conviction. Because that revelation can, it's very easy. Like, oh, God is good. It's so easy to receive that message, right? God is faithful. God has promised me this and that. He's going to give me a car. He's going to give us a land. He's going to give me a better job, a husband, a wife, children. Whatever your promise, whatever the promise that God has made to you is very easy to receive. But when you don't see it come to pass, how do you live in that, in that period of waiting? There needs to be something deeper. And that is conviction, being fully convinced fully convinced. I don't know, my body might tell me otherwise. I'm 75 years old. Oh, I've been barren all my life. But I'm fully convinced in the God that promised. So today we're going to talk a little more about that. Um, I just want to read. Um, yeah, I want to read from Daniel chapter 3, verses 17 to 18. And we're going to look at it in the amplified version. Okay. And this is a story of the three Hebrew guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there was a decree by the king to bow down to an idol that he made. But these three boys, these Hebrew boys, they said, no matter what happens, O king, we will not bow down. And they were, so, they were again fully convinced that God will come to rescue them. Even if they do, if the, the decree was that if you don't bow down to the idol, we will throw you into the fire, into the furnace. And these boys, their answer is, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire. That's revelation. 
they received the revelation that if we are thrown into the fire, our God will rescue us. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. Now this is where the conviction comes. But even if he doesn't, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Lord, I am convinced that you will rescue me from the situation. But even if you don't, even if you don't, I will not bow down to anything else. I will give you the glory. I will live for you. That is living with conviction. Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Okay, you're hoping for something. Faith is what gives you that, that assurance. It gives you that confidence. It is the conviction of things not seen. Amen? Amen? Amen. You can respond in this church. Come on. Okay. So before any promise is given to you, how many of you have received at least one promise in your life? Yeah? I'm sure everyone has received a promise. Maybe some of you are not able to recall. Okay? But he's constantly speaking. He's constantly giving you promises. Before the miracle takes place, God gives you a promise. Because it's that promise that will carry you through. Okay? Abraham, before he saw his son, before he saw that he could become the father of nations, he received that word. He received a promise, you are the father of nations. You will be called the father of multitudes. Okay, he received that promise. And before he saw the miracle, he got that promise. So he was not like holding on to that promise. That promise was actually carrying him for those 25 years. That promise is what led him in that time. So don't, don't get so caught up in pursuing that promise pursuing, oh, you know, God, God said I would get a better job. When is that happening? When is that happening? When you're constantly living in that, uh, trying to pursue that promise, you, you are bound to get disappointed. Because when God gives you a promise, sometimes he gives you a timeline. Sometimes he tells you by this day. But it's very rare that he does that. Because when he, if he does that, oh, by 2025, I will have this house, you know. He might do that for you. Praise God if he does. But if he... The reason, I, I think, I believe, the reason he doesn't do that is because when he gives you a timeline, it's very easy for you to fall away in that time period. It's easy for you to say, okay, in 2025, I'll trust again. But when he doesn't give you that timeline, how do you keep going? That's why his word is so important. It's so important to hang on to every word that God says. Okay, so trust that God is faithful. He who promised is faithful. Keep believing even when you don't see it. Amen. So I just quickly want to um, give you a few instances where God promised Abraham, gave Abraham the promise and kept renewing it. And this blew my mind the way God kept doing it. So we're going to look at a few, uh, we're going to look at a few verses. Genesis 12 verse 2. This is the first time he gets the promise. It says, and I will make you, and I will make of you a great nation. I will make of you a great nation. But in the same verse, he also promises some other things. He promises land. Yeah? I, I heard two yas. I'm, I'm excited. You guys are getting land. Okay. Two. <laughs> Sorry. The first one is land. The second promise is numerous descendants. Numerous descendants. The third is blessing for him and his descendants. So it's not just... You'll get land and you'll, you'll have children, but your children will also be blessed. You and your children will be blessed. And the fourth promise is, nations will be blessed through him. So the promise is not just for you, 
It's not just for your children, it is for the nations. I want to say this, every single one of you sitting here, if you want to receive it, this word is for you. The Lord has not just blessed you. He's not just blessed your children or their children. He's blessing nations through you. Amen? Amen. The second promise, the second instance, Genesis 13 verse 16. It says, I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if, if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. I want to know how many of you have counted uh, the sand of the sea. If you've been to the beach, how many of you have actually tried to sit and count? You can't even like hold a particle in your hand. That's how many descendants God promised Abraham. Third instance, Genesis 15, verse 4 to 6. Your very own son shall be your heir. And this, the context behind this is Abraham is you know, tired of waiting and he says, God, I don't think I'm going to have a child. So my, my servant, Eliezer, is going to be the heir. He's the one who's going to get all my wealth, all the, all the things that you have blessed me with, it's going to go to him. But God says, your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, look toward heaven and number the stars. If you're able to number them, then he said to them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And Abraham believed the Lord and he counted to him as righteousness. So third instance is, Count the stars. Fourth instance, Genesis 17, 14 to 6. Behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into nations, and kings shall come from you. What, what a promise. I love, I think this was my favorite instance of, of the promise, you know. Kings shall come to you, from you, sorry. Fifth instance, there are seven, three more to go. Fifth instance, Genesis 17, 15 to 16. And God said to Abraham, as for your wife Sarai, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will call her and she shall become nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. Isn't it amazing that God doesn't just make the promise to Abraham. He also blesses his wife. He has a word for Sarah. Right? It's, it's, we've heard this multiple times, but I just want to say this again. If there's someone in your life, you know, if God has placed someone over you, if you can just honor them, stay with them, stand with them. The blessing is not just for them, it is for you also. Abraham was not the only one who received the promise. Sarah, was also, Sarah also received the promise. And this word came through Abraham. But the next instance, God speaks to Sarah. Genesis 18 verse 10, it says, The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And this is when, you know, Sarah laughs and she's like, Me? A son at this age? It's funny. She was 90 years old. Okay, and the last instance, Genesis 18, 14, you know, after she laughs, God says, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you. And about this time next year, Sarah, you will have a son. So this is when he finally gives them a timeline. Until then, they had no time frame of when they'd have a child. They, they, had, no, they, have, they had no reference for when this promise was going to come to pass. 
they just hung on to the word. They just hung on to that word that God had released over them. And I just want to take your attention once more to um, Romans chapter 4, where it says, yeah, it says, Abraham considered his body as good as dead and the barrenness or deadness of Sarah's womb. Okay, so after he got the promise, what is he doing? He's considering, the Bible says he considered his body as good as dead and the barrenness of Sarah's womb. You know what the word consider means? This is something that God was speaking to me all week, to consider. What does it mean to consider? So I looked up the definition of consider, and consider means to think carefully about and pay close attention, typically before making a decision. So before you, you know, get out, I made the mistake on Friday of going out. It was such a, such a bad decision. I did not consider before I left the house. I forgot that it was Diwali. So when I left the house, it was fine. But I, I took almost one and a half hours to, to get a cab or an auto to come back. And I really struggled. I was on my own. I cried multiple times on the way back because it wasn't a great journey. So what I didn't do is I didn't consider that there might be traffic. I didn't consider that the rates would be high because it's the festive season. I didn't consider that it's polluted. You know, it's a good idea to stay at home, you know, with your air purifier on if you have one. I did not consider that because if I had considered, I would have made a better decision. You know, I would have been wise about whether to stay home or go out. And, you know, here the Bible says Abraham considered his body. When he looked at himself, he said, I am, I'm a hundred years old. I'm a hundred years old. I've considered that my body is good for nothing. It is as good as dead. It's like having a, it's like living in a dead body. And my wife, Sarah, who's 90, her womb is barren. It's good as dead also. So considering this, he took a decision, I'll still trust God. Isn't that amazing? Because when we, usually when we consider something, right, when we consider our circumstances, it is very easy for us to just make peace with that situation and just get comfortable in that, oh, my body's as good as dead, let me just stick with this, instead of trusting the one that makes the promise. So when you consider next time, your frailties, when you consider your weaknesses, you consider the situation in your life, in your family, in your career, when you consider that, above that, consider the one that calls you. Amen? Amen. So uh, the, the verse continues, Abraham considered his age and his body and Sarah's dead womb, but of the, above that he considers the goodness of God. And, and the Bible says that God calls into existence that the things that are not as if they were, meaning there was a time where it existed. You know, I don't, I don't think the ESV has this, but the, the, there is a version that says that God calls into existence things that are not as if they were, meaning it was always there. Father of nations was always his calling. Isaac was always his son. Nations coming through Sarah, kings coming through Abraham was always the promise. It's not like, oh, God just decided one day I'm going to bless him. Okay, he's the father of nations. No, it was always the plan. It was always the plan. As if they always were, God calls into existence. So today there are some things, some things that might be hidden from you. Ask the Lord for revelation. Ask the Lord to reveal those things, things that were. Call it, call it into existence today. Amen? And it says that he's not just the God who calls into existence things that were not, but he's also a God that makes beauty 
from ashes. You know, throughout the Old Testament, you'll see instances where uh, people dressed in sackcloth, which is basically rags, you know, it's, it's not good clothes like you're all wearing today, it's sackcloth, you know, and they tend to put ashes on their head. And this is usually, they would do this when somebody would die, or there was something really bad happening. So ashes was a sign of death, it was a sign of uh, worthlessness, it was a sign of insignificance. It was a sign of the end. So when someone would die, they would just put ashes on their head to signify it's over, it's done, you know, it's dead. But God has the ability to take these ashes and turn it into something beautiful. That is what Jesus did on the cross. We, we were insignificant. We were, we were while we were yet, we, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. So I, I'm almost, almost done. I'm almost done with my message. I don't have much more. So like I said in the beginning, I want to title this as Live As If. So I'm, I'm sure there are times in your life where um, you feel alone. You feel um, like you don't have the strength to go on. You feel like you've, you've, you know, you've been so persistent with your, with your faith, with your prayer, but you're not seeing the answer. You're not seeing the result. God has promised, but I'm not seeing it. How many of you here can say honestly that you, you have felt that at least once in your life? Where you're like, I'm glad. I'm, th- I'm so grateful that this church is so honest. So, you know, uh, live as if. Live as if it's already happened. It's good to pray. It's good to be persistent in prayer. But what's even better is if you can stop begging and pleading God. Because God heard you the first time. You don't need to keep reminding him. You know, he's, it says, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. But our problem is we cast it and then we take it back and we cast it and we take it back. And we keep asking him, are you okay? Are you okay to carry this? Should I help you, Lord? Can you carry this burden? You know, we think that God cannot do it. God heard you the first time. The first time you prayed for peace, he heard you. The first time you prayed for a promotion, he heard you. The first time you paid, prayed for uh, a spouse, he heard you. First time you prayed for children, he heard you. God, your prayers don't fall on dead ears. He hears every word that comes from your mouth. Every word. So this is the only practical tip I can give you today, which is changing the posture of your prayer from God, give me, give me, give me, please, 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 Lord, to thank you, Jesus. Thank you that it is done. I, I, I'm telling you, like, a few years ago, I, I got a bad report. I was really upset about it, okay? I was crying and I was really upset about it and I went and showed my husband the report and I was like see like defeat it, it looks like another negative report and something that he said to me that day changed my life from that day till now I'm telling you it's changed my life this happened a few years ago I think before COVID he said uh, you know after I saw that report and I showed it to him I said what do we do now and he said I don't know we rejoice we live as if we've already received it and so that day we turned on some music, we danced, you know, we rejoiced. We started working out because we were like, this, you know, this is, this is, yeah, like we've received the promise. So instead of waiting for the miracle to come to reality for you to rejoice, start rejoicing today. You know, we, we keep reading, we keep reading this uh, verse from Isaiah 54, sing, O barren woman. But many of us are not singing. It says, make, you know, break forth into singing, cry aloud. You know, but many of us are still like, I want to know. We're still singing like, oh, it's in so much defeat, right? 
We're singing, we sing, we worship, we, we praise in so much sadness, with brokenness. Oh, we're always broken. We're always walking through the wilderness. Someday we'll reach the promised land. Can we live today as if we are already in the promised land? Because you are. You are. The promise is yours. You have received it. So I don't know what it is that you are contending for today. Start thanking God. Live in gratitude. Live in faith. That is faith. It is the conviction for things hoped for. It is the conviction of things not seen. So start living, living from that conviction that my God has said it. He will do it. He has the capacity to do it. He has the ability to do it. For his name's sake, his name is on the line. So I will trust him today. Amen. So um, I, don't, I don't have much more. I just want to just encourage you. Um, you know, something that you can do. Like we, we are so, the, the, the issue with us as believers is that we're never satisfied with the revelation that we receive. So every time we sit down with the word, fresh, fresh, fresh. You know, fresh word, fresh word. Yes, his mercies for you are fresh and new every morning. His revelations are, are new every morning. His promises are new every morning. But sometimes the issue with just, oh, downloads after downloads is you forget. You have filled your mind with so much that you've not actually left room for God to speak to you through those promises, through those revelations, through the word. So what is one thing, you know, I'm just going to give you a few minutes now to just reflect on what we heard. What is one thing that God has been telling you constantly? You know, is there something? If there is, if you can't remember, ask God right now. You know, ask God right now, what is that one word, Lord, that will sustain me till I actually see the promise come to fulfillment? For me, for, for months now, for months, the only word I'm receiving is, I have never, I, have, I will never leave you, I have never left you, I am with you. And it seems so simple, sometimes I'm like, God, but I know that you're with me, but give me something more. But he says, no, I'm with you. And then I'm faced with something, you know, huge. A situation comes my way that is out of my control. And this is the word that sustains me. I am with you. I am with you. The king of kings. The king of kings is with me. I mean, what more do I need in that moment? This promise is what holds me. This word is what holds me. So, you know, instead of filling your mind with, I, I'm not saying don't, don't leave room for the Lord to give you fresh revelation. But also ask him, Lord, what is it that you want me to know? We just sang right now, we want to see you, show us your glory. We want to know you. So Lord, what is that one thing you want me to know today? What is the word that you want me to know today? So we're just going to close our eyes just for a few minutes just to reflect on this word. And I want you to just ask God, make a simple prayer. God, what is it that you want me to know today? Give me one word, Jesus. What are you saying to us, Lord? I know your promises for us are great. There are so many things, so many things you've promised us, Lord, and we, we believe that it will come to fulfillment. But Father, what is it? What is that one word that you're speaking to us, Lord? Just take two minutes. Ask the Lord. The Holy Spirit speaks. Maybe you'll receive a verse. Maybe you'll receive a picture. Maybe you'll receive a, a dream that you had in the past. He'll remind you of something. Just leave room for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. If you have a notebook and a pen or you have your phone with you, if, if God is saying something to you today, just, just write it down. I just want you to make note of what he's saying to you.
sometimes because we are so used to you know praying out loud and we're so used to just making noise making a joyful noise <laughs> it's hard for us sometimes to just sit in stillness to still sit waiting for the lord to say something but today i i just want you to do that wait on him jesus we just we just rest we just rest knowing that the promise is already ours lord we don't want to live from a mindset of lack from a mindset of constantly wanting but father we want to move from that move into a mindset and an attitude of gra- gratitude of being blessed already lord there are so many things that we can consider everything around us might look like a mess we can consider it and take a decision based on what we see but father i pray that you will fill us with conviction you'll fill us with conviction lord oh to be fully convinced to live fully convinced that my god who promises is faithful amen how many of you received a word yeah and if you didn't your life is not over yet <laughs> keep keep pursuing god and just let's live in a life of pursuing the one and not the promise he is the promise he is the gift amen i actually wanted to share my testimony you know i've had a condition since i was 14 years old okay i was diagnosed at the age of 17 but from 14 i i was showing signs of it at the age of 17 i get diagnosed for the first time and i've lived with it since then since i was 14 okay and 2020 i had uh, an instance where i actually thought i was going to die it was so bad like th- there was this one night where i just held on to sam i just hugged him really tight that night because i'm i'm not being dramatic when i say this i was very sure i was not going to make it the next morning and as soon like we couldn't find a doctor in the night uh we the first thing that we did in the morning like we didn't even sleep that night because i was in so much pain but the next day 2020 january this happened okay before covid uh woke up that morning went to the hospital and the doctor just gave me a pill and she asked me to come back um came back and got uh, a report that this condition had actually worsened and it was erratic it was it was actually quite bad and uh, i made peace with it somewhere i was defeated i made peace with it and i said okay this is my life i have to live with this but it is it is something that i had been praying for healing for since i was 14 so even though i saw my negative report i also knew i had been praying for this all my life so there needs to be an answer to this so like every time we would do communion every time there was a, a call for prayer for healing i would be the first one to raise my hand because i'm believing for full healing and so when i saw my report i was discouraged i was deje- de- dejected i received it as if it was my mind to own but um 2022 you know i mean after that like i um kept getting negative reports saw levels that were up and down uh somewhere i don't know what it was something changed in me i think it was that conversation we had about living in victory living like we've already received the promise i changed the way i started praying i started thanking god for the healing i started rejoicing so 2022 i went back for uh, a scan and my report said my the doctor actually saw the report and she was like from this we cannot conclude that you have this condition 
that was the first time i was re i received something that it was a glimmer of hope you know like a slight glimmer of hope that maybe there is a possibility that i'm healed because she said there are no signs of it we cannot conclude that no she just said we cannot conclude that you have this condition from this report whereas in the past the moment they saw the report they were like yeah this is bad uh 2022 that happened so because of that report we never went back to the doctor but this year we decided let's just go get it checked once more so i went and got it checked and um, you know the doctor uh saw my history and he was like i don't know why this is written because you're not showing any signs of it okay i'm like ooh okay and this the second test i actually did at a small clinic you know a small clinic it was not a good hospital or anything it was at a small clinic and so i actually in my mind did not believe it because i was like this place maybe you know they don't have the right equipment they don't have the right doctors and technicians and stuff and i actually disqualified that disregarded that report but then i had a weird pain which i thought was a kidney stone so i had to go back to the doctor for that pain and when they did a, a another scan they again saw my uh, history this was at the good hospital went to the good hospital to get a scan and when when they did it they looked at my uh, history and they said why is it written that you have this condition because you don't have any signs of it in your body but the story doesn't end there so now i'm healed okay my report say i don't have it in my body but do you know the symptoms are still there <laughs> okay i the symptoms are still there my report says i'm healed but the but the symptoms are still showing like i i have that condition still but i refuse to believe that anymore i refuse to live waiting for that one day where i will see full healing i'm living in victory i'm living from victory so i just want to encourage you you might have seen uh, a good report you might have seen i know there's someone here who recently got a good report but it's not reflecting in their health right in their body keep holding on keep pursuing the one that that heals the one that promises okay so i just i wanted to share this uh, i know that there will come a time where i can say that i don't even have a trace of it i know it's there already but i'm healed so i am a testament i am a testament of god's faithfulness so if he can do it for me he can do it for you